Today on the podcast review show, we're looking at the Senior Golfer Advisor. Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion. Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the podcast review show. This is the podcast that takes the guesswork out of first-time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email, comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com. Hey, welcome to the Podcast Review Show. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting.com. This is where we bring somebody on, we figure out what they're doing right, and then we find out those things that maybe they could be doing just a little bit better. And uh, joining me over there in the upper right-hand corner is the one and only Eric K. Johnson from the PodcastTalentCoach.com. How's it going, Eric? Things are great. Looking to get back at it again here, Dave. And uh, tonight we've got Dean from the Senior Golf Advisor podcast. You can find him at theseniorgolferadvisor.com. Dean, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Glad to have this opportunity to be on the show. And uh, we always just like to get a little bit about you. What what inspired you to start your podcast? Well, a, a couple of things. Number one is uh, I recently retired, uh, well, several years ago. Uh, I've always had a passion for the game of golf. I am a senior, so I, I tie that in, too. And um, long ago, many years ago, I wanted to go into broadcasting, never did. So I thought that this would be an ideal opportunity to follow my passion, which has always been golf. And golf, not just for the, the game itself, but for all of the benefits that one gets from golf. And then try to help my fellow senior golfers out there in terms of their journey to continue to get better, to play better, and, and to enjoy the game more. And so to combine the two skills of um, broadcasting and my passion for for coaching and helping others, and then also golf. So it all t- seemed to tie together well. And then I decided to jump in and try something I'd never done before, which is podcasting. <laughs> there you go. And and the great thing about this is if you have to go out golfing, you're like, look, I'm, I'm sorry, honey, I got to go golf. I'm working on the podcast. So, <laughs> you know, I've used that a number of times, Dave. It only worked the first couple times. <laughs> yeah, she caught on real quick. <laughs> she did. She's a smart one. What are you looking for to, to get out of the podcast and how, like, how are you going to measure success? Well, I started off thinking it was going to be a passion play, but I realized quickly that there's a lot more work to it if you want it to be good. And so I decided to make it good, as good as I possibly could, and, uh, and then also to see if I could actually monetize it and I'm just the challenge of doing that. Plus, I've had a lot of folks I've talked to, uh, friends in some cases, who've had some doubts about why I'm doing this and, uh, and, uh, can you make any money at it and all that kind of stuff. So there's a part of me that's really, uh, uh, gung ho to, to, to meet <laughs> that challenge and kind of, kind of prove it to them. <laughs> so there's a lot of things, uh, there's a lot of things combined here, but at the end of the day, I want to have fun with it. I want to try to help senior golfers and I want to use some of my, my knowledge and capabilities around golf to help them do that. So we're talking about a podcast for senior golfers. Tell me a little bit more about your target listener. How often does he golf? Uh, what kind of handicap does he have? Who are we actually talking to? Yeah, I can tell you who, what the uh, the initial vision was and what I'm hoping the audience is. But, you know, I'm still collecting data to find out for sure. But, but uh, I've pretty much targeted for those in the golf world, you're considered a senior golfer if you're 50 years old and above. So that's pretty much my target. It's 50 years old plus. I believe that just looking at some of the stats I've got, 
that the majority of the folks listening there, there's a few that are listening in that 55 to 60 range, 50 to 60 range, I'd say maybe 15, 20%. The majority are in the 65 plus range. And so that's, that's essentially, I think the audience that I'm, that I'm capturing so far. We got a couple of clips here that we've, we've pulled and we have some comments and stuff, but we always like to just for, for, the person that's listening now, we want to uh, play the opening so they can kind of get a, a gist of how you start the show. The Senior Golfer Advisor, dedicated to helping you, the senior golfer, drive it longer, play better, get healthier, and enjoy the game. I'm your host, Dean Davison. Let's get started. Welcome, Senior Golfers. Our guest today is Kieran Conwar. Kieran is the creator of the Minimalist Golf Swing, which she plans to rebrand as the Optimal Performance Swing. We'll talk a lot more about that as we get into this interview. So what got me very excited to have Kieran as a guest is her practical experience teaching the golf swing combined with her passion for science and research. Again, we're going to talk deeply about that. Kieran is truly a bold innovator in the golf community and is on a path, actually, that could revolutionize, I hope that's not too strong a word, revolutionize the golf swing, especially for senior golfers. Hello, Kieran. Glad to have you on the show. Thank you, Dean. Thank you for having me. Great to be on your show. Fantastic. Well, let's go ahead and jump right in. I've got a question that I think would be of immediate relevance to our listeners, and it'll begin to start to pave a way for what we want to talk about more for senior golfers. So you published a study just last year in one of the scientific journals. It featured some very impressive performance gains for a group of senior golfers when using the minimalist golf swing. I wonder if you could just take a, a few minutes to give a high-level overview of the results of that study. And that's where we're going to cut it. So, uh, Eric, I'll let you go first. I love that we uh, we jump right into the interview and start with value. Uh, you know, it's not uh, tell me how you got into it sort of question. It's uh, she has released this study and uh, it's it details very impressive performance gains within the study. Give us an overview of the study and what it's all about. I like that we we start right off with questions that have meat on the bones rather than wading into the um into the interview the opening of the show is great the senior golf advisor tells you exactly who the show's for we're helping you drive it longer play better get healthier and enjoy the game the opening is is solid one thing if i were to change anything there i would recommend that in the opening you talk to your single individual ideal listener rather than the the group of people we tend to get into group speak a lot and then talk to hey you guys and all of you guys and welcome listeners and uh, when people are listening to your podcast they're usually listening with earbuds or headphones and they're listening by themselves and creating these visions about what you talk about the green and the fairway and dipping your shoulder and they're envisioning all of this in their head and they're listening in a very intimate one-on-one -on -one medium so I would highly recommend that you adjust some of your verbiage to talk to that one single person. So instead of uh, saying, welcome senior golfers, as if we're talking to a crowd of people, talk to that one single person and, uh, hey, senior, senior golfer, thanks for coming by and joining us on the show today. So you make that connection, that personal one-on-one -on -one sort of connection. 
Yeah, I really like the pacing of it. It it, it just jumped right in, explained what it is, who's it for. Uh, there was no you kind of already explained who your guest was. So there was none of this like, tell us a little bit about yourself and boom, right into, uh, like uh, Eric said, the, the meat and potatoes. I had a question. How did you record this? I recorded this on a, um, it's a handheld recorder um, that um, is, I think, well known in the industry. I could look it up real quick oh, that's if right. you wanted to. Uh, Probably a Zoom that, H4, H6 or. It was, a Zoom, it was a Zoom H5. Zoom H5. Yeah. Zoom, Zoom H5. So she's so like, were you both in the same room? No, no, this is, I, I do all my interviews for the most part remote. So, uh, we used, um, uh, FaceTime and, okay. um, earbuds. She had earbuds on. I had some more professional, uh, equipment, but, uh, but that's how we recorded it right over the phone, phone call. Yeah. Cause it's, I had to pick out my tweezers to, to really, if I was going to dig into the, like, if I was listening through earbuds in the car, I would never pick, but there's this weird little, like when you don't talk, there's just this ever so slight little noise that again, I wouldn't worry about. I was just wondering how it got recorded and it might've been a little static over the internet or something like that. But all in all, I thought the audio was, was fine. Um, yeah, that's, that's fair. I've, whenever I've, and I, and I have this externally produced each show, I don't do it mm. myself. And, uh, I always ask them to try to take out any of that background sound or noise if you possibly can. Sometimes they can't. And maybe this was one of those cases. Yeah. They um, did, they did a good job of cutting it out when you don't talk, there's a thing called a noise gate that basically says if a sound isn't at least this big, just turn everything else off. So uh, they did a good job of that. I just happened to pick it up and I was like, is there a little one? like, and that's when you have to like really focus to hear a noise. That's, that's like I said, I'm going to pick out my tweezers, but no, I thought it <laughs> sounded fine. The one thing I thought was great is I think you do a good job of keeping in mind who your audience is. So I just have a, a quick clip here where you ask her to kind of clarify. All true. And it's that background of yours where you've been teaching the golf swing for many years, learning as you've gone and then combining it with this sort of background in science to be able to perfect the swing over time. That's fascinating. So we want to dive into that. One of the things you say on your, your website is that you have the only swing that's 100% biomechanically and anatomically valid. Tell the audience just a little bit more what you mean by that. So I thought that was great because, A, it proves you did your homework. You went to her website, uh, and you, you're kind of asking the questions that your listener might ask. If they if you say, hey, go to your website, and they go over there, and they're like, wait, what is bio whatever kind of whatever she said it was? You, you're already asking the question for your your audience. So I just thought that was uh, a nice kind of heads up as a person in tech support. I'm always trying to answer the next question that the, the person, or in this case, the listener hasn't asked yet, but probably will once they follow in your, your footsteps. So uh, I like the way that you let her right up to that question and you kind of, uh, you let her shine with her expertise I like that a lot. Again, here you added in some of that group speak. You said, tell the audience what you mean by that rather than tell us what you mean by that. Like you, you and I are together. Even if you say, tell us what you mean by that, uh, it implies there's more than one person, but that could just be you and I uh, together as that group tell us rather than telling a, a an audience or a auditorium that might be sitting here listening to the lecture. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And then I just have one other clip again where you're kind of keeping everyone 
in mind? You you were talking about uh, younger golfers here. It sounds like it's got a lot of benefits for a senior golfer. What what if you're a senior golfer who is, let's say, on the earlier age spectrum and they're in pretty good shape, but they're not hitting the ball too well? How would this approach work for them? It's exactly the same. You instantly get better speed because you're not moving about so much. So I just thought that was great. That way, if somebody is listening and they're like going, well, I'm not really, you know, I'm not 65. I'm I'm 52. You know, they may not be having some of the issues of somebody who's in 70, you know, 75, something like that. So I just thought it was cool that you're like, hey, let's let's throw in a question here. So everybody gets something out of the interview. I thought uh, that was just a nice touch. Well, I appreciate you saying that because that I am trying to be very mindful of the listener. And uh, I've got a, a broad spectrum of listeners out there from a lot of different backgrounds and a lot of different abilities, et cetera, and age groups, et cetera. So I am trying to, trying to think of that definitely. So I, I appreciate you calling that out. Your approach is, is certainly innovative and perhaps boldly innovative. Oh. Have you faced many challenges along the way in terms of getting folks to, to buy into it? Okay, I know why this is here, because you're very politely saying, in my opinion, if I were to kind of like, what is he, what's Dean really asking there? You're basically saying, what are the, what are the people out there that are going, this is a bunch of horse pucky. You know what I mean? That's what's wrong with the golf swing. You're kind of taking that contrarian viewpoint of like, what would you say to the person that goes, we don't need no stinking new golf swing. I got one. I've been using it for 20 years. What's wrong with that? So I thought it was cool that you were without being disrespectful or anything like that, kind of like, why would we do this? So I thought that was just a very polite way of, of asking a, a bold question. Well, it goes back again to the audience. Uh, the senior audience can be skeptical. They've seen everything or they think they've seen everything. And uh, so I want to put my mind or put myself in that position and say, if you know, if I were skeptical or thinking like it was a bunch of horse pucky, what might I want to ask? Right. So, but you're right. I, I tend to be pretty polite. I don't want to insult or, or appear to be insulting these guests. <laughs> I really like the way that you uh, you frame your questions because you add some value and some content and some background as you frame the question. You you bring the audience up to speed before you ask the question, and it's a great conversational style. Uh, and then you then you hit the question, and it makes a nice transition from one question to the next, even though the questions may not be related to each other, it doesn't sound like it's just a list of questions that you're asking. You go from one question through your little education piece to the next question and make it sound smooth and conversational, even though we're, we're moving on to another subject. And I think that's a, a great talent that you have as I listen to your interview. Well, well, thank you, Eric. I, I am mindful of, of creating good context and segue, but not trying to take over and sound, you know, it's not about me. I'm not trying to sound smart. I'm just trying to help the audience key into what we're trying to get to. Yep, yeah. I can hear that. Yeah, uh, there was one. And I know, Eric, you had some some points here on some of his questions. But this is one uh, I'm, I'm reading a book. I read it. It's called Story Worthy. Story Worthy by Matthew Dix. It's a really great book if you're looking into like how to tell a story better. And he talks about table talk. He goes, if you're out to dinner with somebody, he goes, your your story should have dinner talk. And uh, you, you said something here. I'm going to play a clip. I'm like, that's not dinner talk. And that is, you did this. You wouldn't know the difference unless you had a very trained eye. 
Good. Next question. As you look out over the next five years, what has got you really excited? Yeah, that's you're, you're not at dinner and going, hey, thank you so much. Could you pass the potatoes? Next question. <laughs> okay, so that's completely opposite of what I just said. Well, Dean, well, I said that, well. Great. Thanks for that, Dave. Well, there's, I this, take back everything I said, Dean. <laughs> but no, you, you, you did do a good job. But that, I think you only did that once. And that's when yeah. I was And I think that's why it stuck out, because everything else was just smooth. And all of a sudden it, it went into next question. I was like, that's not. And that's the one I said. I bet that's the one Eric catches. But you had some, I know you had some other thoughts on uh, some of his questions, Eric. I'll let you take over. Yeah, you have some great questions that you just frame. You know, you had one where you say, where do most people have problems? I thought that was a great, useful question. You asked how the shots are the same. Like if you have a long shot or just a, a short uh, chip onto the green and, and you asked her, well, how, how do the shots differ? She said, nope, same shot, same, same mechanics. And I thought, okay, now I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to visualize it. She, she, you lead her right up and she gives this great visual of the backswing that takes like a third of a second or something like that. And she says, get out your, get out your phone and pull up your stopwatch and see if you can stop it at one third of a second. That's how quick it is. And it was just, it was a great visual for me as I went along. I kept wanting to be able to see video. I'm like, okay, tell me where I can go watch the video of this because I want to use this in my golf game because my back's starting to go out and golf's becoming difficult. But the way she describes dropping that right shoulder, I, I'm thinking, okay, maybe I can put some of these tactics into into use in mine. And I thought you just did a great job making the connection between the guy that's out playing every Saturday with his foursome to her, her technical research. And you made the great connection of how you can take her technical ability and put it to you Saturday when you're out playing 18 with your buddies. And I loved that part about it. Well, thank thank, thank you, Eric. I, I thought to Kieran's uh, credit too, she's done a lot of presentations and I think she, uh, when I listened to that whole interview a couple of times, she has some good stories and some good ways to describe it. You you pointed out one that was very good, but uh, she does a nice job with that. And and so I, you know, I was listening for areas where I needed to clarify, but then letting her run with it, and I thought she made the point. Then I would move on or or ask another question. <clears throat> yeah, well, you did a good job of also doing that, asking a question. And then just letting her go because so many people like to interrupt or throw in their two cents. And you're like, no, I'm just going to let her explain this. And then if she, you know, if she needs to clarify or anything like that, you'd ask a clarifying question. But pretty much you just ask the question and let her do her thing, which is great, because uh, for me, when you're doing an interview, it's it's about your guest. It's not so much about you. Uh, The only thing I saw that uh, I noticed speaking of her website is. Uh, and this is not really a criticism. I just would have thrown that in there anytime you're talking about something super visual. So if I'm talking about dog grooming or uh, my favorite dish or the old tree in my house or something that I'm it's it's the basis of a story. A great way to get people to your website where they can subscribe to your podcast and sign up for your newsletter and things like that is to say, if you want to see this in action, go to my website and you mentioned her, you, you mentioned her website and you mentioned, well, you just kept saying the phrase your website, but you didn't actually say her website. You might've at the very beginning, I have to go back and listen, but I know I have here in my notes that you mentioned twice 
at your website and then you wouldn't say it. So to, to avoid people doing what I'm doing, which is going, wait, what was her website again? And having to go back to the beginning. Cause you probably did when you did your intro, you, you, I have here twice mentioned her website, but I, I don't know what the website is. Eric, did you know it did? Is that anything you caught? Cause I yeah, just, I did not grab the website URL. Yeah. yeah. So for, for a couple of reasons, a, that's probably why she's on, uh, you, you want her to, she's probably looking for people to, to go over to her website and uh, that was just one because I'm with Eric. I was like, I want to see this swing now. And I think you <laughs> mentioned that she had a video of it on her website. But that's how you said it. There's a video of it on her website. And I was like, and her website is so. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a it's a boy. That's an important point. I'll, I'll go back and listen to it again. But I know I asked the question and, and we repeated it because it's a little bit odd. It's at it's at dot golf as opposed to dot com. So we had to mm. clarify that. So it, it's it's at the very end. I think what you're okay. pointing out to me is that it d- doesn't hurt to mention it a couple times, yeah. uh, perhaps in the beginning and then again at the end. Yeah. Uh, on my website, I've got all kinds of stuff on there that they can they can get on it, and, that, and I need to leverage that idea too. Go to my website because I've got a ton of information to get to her website to see some videos, and I'm making it very easy for the listener to find out everything that we talked about in the interview. Yeah, I would just suggest you get in the habit of rather than saying, go to my website, you just say, if you go over to the seniorgolfadvisor.com, replace my website with the URL. Um, it right. takes about the same amount of time and you're right. promoting your your right. site. Yeah, it's yeah, frequency to the target. Yeah, it's that, yep. it's that branding thing. But uh, speaking of websites, we'll take a, <laughs> a, a quick peek at, uh, at yours here again. The seniorgolfadvisor.com. And uh, Eric, I'll let you go first again. I like I like that it's a nice, clean look. Uh, you can definitely tell what the what it's all about. Even if you, you know, if somebody else typed in the URL and you didn't see the SeniorGolfAdvisor.com and you looked at it, uh, I love the green uh, up top with the look at the fairway. You can tell what it is as soon as you land on the page. The podcast is super easy to find. On the about page, the, the only thing I would recommend you change is maybe move the the podcast promise up above the uh, about me part of it, because that will make it make the whole about page a little more outward facing. Like you give the going into the podcast promise, you give the listener some benefit there before you get into talking about yourself and who you are and that sort of thing. Um, so if I were to, if I were to make any recommendation, it would be flip those two around, but I love the clean look of it. And I love the fact that the podcast is easy to find and easy to listen to right here on the website. I don't have to click 17 times before I actually can listen to the episode. You've got a nice video here on the right hand side that lets, uh, if people want to, you know, get to know you that way, that's there. The one thing that I saw is you have, uh, you have the, the big player on the front, where people, I just call this a binge player. People can click play and it'll just go through, in this case, your, your nine episodes. There's a share button, which is great. Uh, they can fast forward, et cetera, et cetera. But when I go to podcast episodes, what I'm looking for here is, oh, it is here, read more, which yep. takes me to here. Okay, got it. All right, because that's maybe that's what I was missing because I was like, where are all the show notes at? And yeah. if you could, if you could um, on, on that, Dave... Go to the um, go to the zero zero eight episode, which is Kieran's. Yeah, so there's there's a picture of Kieran. You see a little bit of a uh, uh, kind of an overview of her. I try to write that. I don't try to just 
cut and paste that from her website. I tried right. to do a little bit of my own commentary. You see all these detailed notes that I'm yeah. doing. I call, those are essentially the show notes. And then there's uh, some. Oh, there like, you go. Uh, and you got all the links. Take questions. And then I got the links there. Uh, so, but you know, I don't know how many people are actually going to that page. I, I just don't have a good read on it. And, um, you know, I, I put a lot of time into creating it. And yeah. I'm wondering about the the impact versus effort here. You can look into your theme or there are there's a plugin called Monster Insights for WordPress that's from a uh, the same people that do Optin Monster. You don't need the Optin Monster, but what it does is it makes it super easy to put Google Analytics on your website. And what's really cool is you can then log in and it'll show you here are the top pages uh, that people have been looking at. And you can see, uh, like I've, I've seen on mine, a couple that were kind of, I was surprised. I have a, a really popular page on the school of podcasting about how to take phone calls on a podcast for some reason. And it's from years ago, but apparently gets amount of, a fair amount of traffic on that. So yeah, these are great. I just must've missed it. If I go back to this page, cause I saw the read more on the first one, maybe I just missed it. Yeah. It's in red. I just must've been uh, not enough Red Bull that day. Cause you make it really easy. Um, but yeah, this is great. Well, what's, what's great about this is you've got the share button right here on the player. So if somebody wants to do that, so, and then the articles and blog is this, these are actual separate articles from actual podcasts. Oh yeah, they are. It's great. You know, this, this is a work in progress. I haven't, sure. haven't really done anything in it yet. Those are just placeholder kinds of things, photos, and there's no, no content uh, in there yet. I would pull that off the website then. You never want to send somebody down a, uh, a dead end street where they're like, wait, what's this? Why is it looks good. I mean, this guy's doing a, a nice lunge here or whatever, but um, you know, and a nice, some nice stock photos, but until there's actually something of value there. And then Eric is the free. Oh, I see free subscription is for the buttons above. I would, one of the things I did uh, would change here and we are so close is you have a button there for Google play music. And it was announced this week that on new Android phones, Google, has a new thing called Google Music, but not Google Play Music, and it will not have podcasts in it. Hmm. So, which means, which is they they have not said that Google Play Music is dead, but it sure sounds like it, and it should be. Google <laughs> Google Play Music was never released worldwide. Uh, they have released Google Podcasts, which has been uh, fairly routinely updated with new features. And Google, I can say right now this week, I had seven people that tried to submit their show to Google Play Music and it failed. So uh, everything I see is on the wall. Yeah. So I would uh, I would swap that out. You might want to throw in a um, uh, a Spotify button. That's a a fairly popular one as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, but I thought it was great that those are right here. People don't have to search for them. The only other place I would maybe put them is if we go back to the actual post for uh, that anytime. Oh, actually, it's right there on the sidebar, so you don't even have to think about it. I usually put it wherever the the player is and things like that. But uh, you're good to go now. Where is it? Just me, or where did the? Oh, this is the read more. So there's ah, uh, that's what had me confused. There's no player on this page. This is only the notes. Right. Yeah. This is this is when they want more detail. They'd go to this. And, so and uh, why isn't the player on this page? Um, why isn't it on this page? Well, um, no particular reason other than that, you know, I'm kind of new to the biz and, okay. and, uh, I saw, I saw that a lot of people kind of had this 
read more section where you'd go get the details. Not everybody wants the details. And so the podcast episodes just gives them, it gives them a little bit more because it gives them a description of what the podcast is, whereas on the homepage, it's just a quick link to the podcast. Podcast episodes gives a little description and then it lists a number of episodes episodes there so they can see them all right away. I think that's why I did it that way. And then if they really care about the details, they, they go to the read more. Yeah, now, I'm not for sure about this, but I can almost guarantee that if you're on the, the, the page with the player and you hit play and you start listening, you're like, yeah, I really like this. And you click on the read more, it's, it goes away from the player and it stops playing. And so that's the only negative and the downfall of of not having the player either pop out or stay on the notes page. When you go to the notes page, you lose the ability to hear the show. It stops. Yeah, usually it's on the same page. And the reason for that is this is going to get you the Google traffic, all these words and, and links and such. But it would be nice if the player was here as well. That way, in the event, you, you're giving people a buffet. If you'd like to read it, here it is. If you want to listen to it, here it is. I would have them both on one page. That way they can click and listen while they're reading if they want in some cases. And what's great about that is Google then sees, well, that's interesting. Every time somebody goes to Dean's website, they seem to hang on the pages a while. This must be really good information. And so that'll actually boost your your Google juice a little bit. So I, I would- wow. You know, because um, you've already you've already got the the front page has the binge listen. And so, you know, you might have I really this is fine the way it is. This this page with the, the kind of the list, I would just put a player on the website where the. Where well, I could I could I could do that. Yeah. I mean, I could I could essentially. Uh, so I'm hearing a couple things. One is c- keeping it at least the uh, the initial landing page on the podcast episodes tab keeping that landing page the same, but on the read more, yeah. embed the player into it. Yeah, I Now, the, the, the question is, if let's say they start listening on the episode page and then they go to the read more, will the, do you think the, uh, the no. podcast will kind of start where they left off before they clicked on the read more? Probably not, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. So they got to kind of start over where again. They're at. Well, they wouldn't um, necessarily, they would have to start it over again, but they could, they could fast forward. Yeah. You know, if they said, oh, you know what? I was only two minutes in, they could skip forward two minutes and start there. Yeah. So they wouldn't have to listen to the whole thing again, but the benefit is they can listen while they're digging into the show notes. Yeah. And, and there, I haven't done this with all of them, but for a while there, I was actually giving them the timestamps for when these key points were being made. And that could be another way that they could kind of fast track and just digest what's most critical to them. Yeah. Um, But I've got to figure out if they're going, I I don't want, in other words, if they, if they go to the podcast episodes, all the episodes and how are they going to, how are they organized? I mean, if they're, if you have got all of this information on one page and then you need separate pages for each episode, doesn't it become a little unwieldy to find, the individual episodes. That would be the one thing. And you have one here in the upper right hand corner is a search box. You always want that here. You have this little thing. So if I was, uh, you know, what's I could, an episode like number two, go to what's, and then let's search for a term yeah. for that. Okay. So episode two is the easiest swing in golf. So if I go up here and type in, um, easiest, 
It's thinking about it. Podcasting. Here it is. The easiest swing in golf. And I'm right to that, uh, that page. Okay. Yeah. But so no it, player. <laughs> yeah. But no player. Yeah. So, um, but no player. So where's that search? I mean, I the search it's website, right, right, right to the right of, uh, contact Dean. There's this little itty bitty, um, magnifying glass. Magnifying oh, okay. glass. And you could also, there's a widget in WordPress. If you want to put one in the sidebar, that's kind of, uh, something you typically want on your website, especially as you get more episodes, because it will become, you know, when you get up into lots of episodes and, you know, it gets a little, gets a little messy. WordPress does a nice job of automatically, um, like typically a, is this a page or a post? Cause, uh, this is a page. We created it as a separate page. Yeah. Typically, uh, podcast episodes are a post because WordPress by design puts the latest post at the top of your page and you can always paint outside the lines if that's not what you want, but you could have it set up your, if you wanted your front page to be your latest blog post, you would do that. And then as you add more blog posts with more episodes, the other one just moved down the page and then eventually they are archived into, you can organize them by month or year or whatever, things like that. So they automatically kind of move down the, the page and then get archived. Pages are typically used for things that don't change, like the about us page, the contact page. Um, if I was a, a restaurant, our directions and our menu, things that I want to have easily accessible, but uh, where news, podcast episodes, anything that's, you know, just the stream of information is typically in a post. Interesting. Well, I can talk to my, you know, I've got a team of folks that I, that help me with this, you know, help me with everything that I have to update on the, on the, on the website. But other than that, I I'm with Eric. I thought it was a nice clean. I, I like the the graphics you have here, and it's you know the beautiful photography and things like that. So all in all, that was the only thing I saw there was like hmm. I'd, I'd put a player on these, and I'm with Eric. I would uh, because this is a podcast website. I think the first thing on the about page should be about the podcast, and then have the next paragraph be about you. Because uh, yep. when, when people click on about, they're going to like what is this senior golf advisor. Uh, and then, you know, you can explain, here's what you're going to get. And here's, we're going to help you with your swing, et cetera, et cetera. And then hosted by, and then you could have your whole section that you have there. But all in all, I thought it was uh, a decent, uh, decent website. So we mentioned that, uh, and this was actually my favorite part of the whole podcast is you had this great interview with this person and boy, she's knowledgeable and she's got all the science behind it. And then you came in with some, some real world, Hey, here's what happened when I did this. So here's the end of the show. Well, that was an innovative approach to the golf swing. Right after that episode was recorded, I went out and played 18 holes using Kieran's minimalist golf swing, soon to be branded the optimal performance swing. And I got to tell you, I was very, very pleasantly surprised. I had no exposure to the swing other than purchasing that $25 full swing video on our website. Took a look at that, went out and played, stuck with it for 18 holes, and here were the results. Very amazing for me. Number one is I hit in regulation 15 greens, and I would have made it 16 except I overclubbed on one. So that's much better than I normally would do. Secondly, I had to repair 16 divots. So I was coming in with a lot of flight, a lot of trajectory, and that was also an improvement over what I've been doing. 
And thirdly, no sacrifice whatsoever in distance. In fact, I was hitting it further than I normally do with just about every club when I was taking the full swing. So again, I was almost shocked at how quickly I was able to grasp this because it is very easy to to get once you understand the basic principles. So I'm going to continue to experiment with it for sure. Now, if you like this show and you want to be a subscriber to the show, please do one thing for me. Go to the website. That's the SeniorGolferAdvisor.com. Click on the Contact Dean tab and just send me your information via a message. That way I can keep you up to date on all the happenings that are going to be happening with the show, including when those releases are initially sent out to the public. So you'll be the first to know. So again, thank you for listening and always remember to keep swinging. I like the music. I'm, I'm glad you like the music. I've, I've, I've gotten various people that have criticized it a bit, but... Uh, it sounds very golfy. If I, that's right. even a, it's like the end of the Masters. Yeah, exactly. Come yeah, on, everybody. And every, then it's... Da, 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 yeah. The credits are In, rolling. Until yeah. next year, you know, here we are at the... Uh, <laughs> so it's not only nerds. Well, you, you get... I, I you have, guys are exactly right. That was That's exactly what I was trying that to achieve. That was a thought? It was... I, it, it was it was non uh, uh, it was it was non proprietary uh, basically golf music is what it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dave usually hates music for the sake of music, but that just kind of comes in, establishes itself, goes away. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it doesn't overstay its welcome. No, it was yeah. I don't know maybe ten seconds, and it was kind of like I don't know. It was just was again. It's a nice flow. It was a nice, like, here it is. You faded it in as you're talking out. It comes up for a second, and you're like, oh, there's the music, and this is nice. It's orchestral, and it sounds gigantic in your headset. And about the time you're like, all right, that's enough of that, it fades out. And I was like, all right, that's that's cool. <laughs> so, that's enough of that. <laughs> that's good. I, I gave it five to seven seconds. I figured that was the yeah. Uh, yeah. That's enough, of, enough of that quotient. Uh, but I, for me, the thing I loved about this was – a, it was you telling the story. We get to know a little bit about you and the fact that somebody might be sitting there listening to this going, wait, you, you hold your right shoulder. Wait, you, you, you put your left shoulder in, you move it all about, you do the hokey. Wait, what was that again? <laughs> and then they're wondering, is this going to work? So then you come in with a real life story and I was like, oh, this is, this is perfect. If the idea is to, do I want to try this? And you come in and you say, I was knocking the, you know, the cover off the ball aside from a couple divots that things were looking good. I love the story, Eric. What were your, how did you feel about the ending? I thought it was great. I thought the fact that he tied in some great real world experience using the system just kind of um, alleviated the skepticism of your listener. We talked about that a little earlier that senior golfers tend to have seen it all. Yeah. You know, the, uh, well, first it was a short putter and then it's the extra long putter and then it's oversized head and then it's the smaller head. You know, it's like, you know, they've seen and tried it all. And this is just another stick. And you said, no, I actually went out and it was hitting it longer and hit 15 out of 18 greens in regulation. That's, that's some pretty serious data right there that, yeah. that proves it works. So I thought you did a great job there. I thought you did a, a nice job giving listeners a reason to go to your website and give you their email address. I hear so many shows say, Hey, sign up for my newsletter. And I'm like, well, that's the last thing I want in my <laughs> inbox is another newsletter. Thanks anyway. Right. But you give right. them a real reason to come over and give you their email address 
And uh, I'm very, very proud of you for giving them one call to action. <laughs> I mean, even people that come on the show, they go, I know I'm only supposed to give one call to action, but I gave 13. <laughs> it's like, well, if you knew it, why did you do it? And then you come on and you give one and you're done. And that was perfect. So um, all around the, the, the closing of the show ended on a strong note. You gave them a way to continue the conversation just because the show is over. Doesn't mean our engagement and our conversation is over. Here's how we continue the conversation. You go to the website, you give me your email address and we keep going at this thing. And, uh, overall, I thought the last three minutes of the show were spot on my, my, thank you. Yeah. My question was, so somebody goes over and they give you, you know, I see here name, email, uh, your story here. I thought that was great on your contact page. Does that feed into some sort of newsletter, email, uh, you know, a MailChimp convert kit, constant contact, or does that just go to your inbox? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Dave, because I'm I'm still I'm still kind of futzing around with this and trying to figure it out. Um, when I when I uh, asked them to go to the contact page, it was because I didn't have any email app on my site. In fact, I still am trying to work all that through. Um, so I knew that the only way I could capture the information was to have them just go to the contact page right. and I, and I do it manually as it's turned out. I haven't, I haven't been overloaded with well, a lot true. of contacts, but, um, but, uh, but so I got, you know, I got basically what I wanted there, but the plan is, and you'll already see it. I've got that free subscription and, uh, I'm having some trouble finding a way to, get the pages to pop up and not make it difficult or non-intuitive for the typical senior who may not be that tech savvy to be able to get back to the page that they were on before they saw that pop up. And um, so I'm still wrestling with that. I'll figure it out eventually, but I'm not there yet. Yeah. But I yes, eventually, eventually it, the plan is to have it all feed into a, a constant contact, uh, a Weber or um or MailChimp. Those are the three I'm looking at. Yeah. Cause usually you're, I see here you're using constant contact. Usually there's some sort of code you can put on your contact page so they don't have to leave your website. Not that this is going to be horrible. I just wanted to make sure that rather than, I, I know people that will do that. They'll have people fill out a contact page and then they manually go over and put it in a Weber or constant contact or whatever they're using. And I'm like, wait, you can just like eliminate the middleman, put the constant contact form right on your website and uh, that way they get the, the best of both worlds. And then if you have any kind of lead magnet or anything that you want to send them, that can automatically be delivered as well. But uh, I just want to make sure you're aware of that. And it sounds like you're you're headed in the right direction. For me, it's great insight. So many people go, well, I didn't say, you know, give me your email address because I don't have anything yet. I'm like, you know what? But, you know, four four episodes from now, you might have this great lead magnet or 10 or whatever. And you've already got that consistent call to action. Hey, go over here to the website click on that. And that way uh, it's future proof that way. So you've, you've already got them. Uh, and then it's just a matter of what do you want there when you, when you go to that website? Yeah. And uh, all, all great feedback. I, I'm proud of the fact that I'm not trying to oversell it. On the other hand, I can't guarantee everybody's going to listen to the very last end of it. Right. And, and maybe there, there is some value in, in right up front mentioning it or perhaps even in the middle of the show, mentioning it without overdoing it. <clears throat> Well, and you, you had mentioned that the goal of this is to monetize it. Do you have any, because the best way to monetize it is if you have your own product or, you know, through sponsorship, what do you, do you see a product that you might be making or what was, 
have you thought that far ahead? I realize you're you're less than ten episodes in at this point, but what what are your thoughts at this point? Yeah, uh, no, I don't have a product. I'm not really going to build a product. It's uh, not 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 in my wheelhouse right now. Uh, what uh, what I plan to do is just have enough listeners that we can either advertise or potentially do some affiliate sort of marketing. Yeah. Um, that's really what I'm looking at. I've also got the idea. I'm, I'm starting to ask my guests now if they'd be willing to offer one of their products uh, at a potential discount where we get a discount code. And then I can, uh, then, then they come to the website to get the discount code so they can go on and use that. And that'll help me build my list while the guest gets to, you know, build, build more customers as well. So those are some of the things I'm planning to do. Just haven't completely, uh, Got them all, all queued up yet. Got it. Uh, as we start to wrap up, did you have any questions for, for either of us? But no, you guys did a great job of, I think, giving me the feedback I was hoping for around just the, the overall approach of the show, the quality of it, the things I'm doing well, and some areas for potential improvement. I'm glad you did the website, which I think is still a work in progress, and you gave me some great feedback there. So, you know, the I guess the only thing is, is that may, what what might be – if I'm going to try to invest time, what might be the best things for me to be doing that will help me build my downloads and build my, uh, you know, my uh, listener list as quick as possible? When you interview guests, do you have them share on social media the particular episode in the interview? Um, I haven't been as direct with that as I'd like. Um, so, uh, some have volunteered to do it, and I'm, I'm I'm asking some people to do it. But no, up to this point, I've been pretty light on that. It's been a it's been a non a non thing. I would I would write the post form just to make it really easy, and just say, you know, hey, Dean, uh, the interview that we did together is uh, is posted today. Thought you might want to uh, share it with some of your your friends and followers. I, I wrote you the post just to make it super easy for you. It's below. All you got to do is copy and paste it into Facebook. I'd be honored if you'd share it. Do you? Yeah, that's okay. So I, so I definitely, I definitely send each guest a link to the show. I ask for their feedback on it and I tell them if they like it, would they please share it with others? So it's as, it's as inane as that, but that's what I've been doing. Yeah. If you write um, it I like, for me, I like just... being more specific. Write it yeah, for them and just take that take that obstacle out of the way that they have to spend time to figure out what to say. Just if you make it super easy where it's copy and paste, yeah, that, that way you have the link right in there. You, you're directing them exactly where you want them to go, that kind of thing. There's even a, uh, a service that's clicktotweet.com that you can go over and pre-write the tweet and then you click a button and it gives you a link. And when they click that one link, it goes to their Twitter account, rewrites the the tweet, and all they have to do is click send, and it's it's off to the races. So that's a, a pretty handy tool. Um, the other thing, if you know any golf pros, like if you're familiar with the golf pro at any local courses, those are some people would be very nice to get some business cards uh, to because those guys know a lot of golfers. They hang out with them. You know, they are basically hanging with your target audience every day. Uh, for those of you watching the video, we just lost Dean. He'll be back in a minute. Uh, but that would be something I would do. I would be finding, you know, you, you just want to go where your audience is and your audience is on a golf course. So, uh, and then I thought, well, who at the golf course knows a lot of golfers? I'm like, well, if there's a golf pro or if, um, 
if there's a place where you're you golf at regularly, like you, you know, some people have the local watering hole. If you're if you have a, a, a golfing place that when you walk in, they go, oh, it's Dean's here. Great. You know, those are the people you want to go. Hey, can I, you know, any chance we could put some some business cards or a flyer or something, you know, hang a flyer in the bathroom or You know, one of the things that uh, that I came across was making your business card actually valuable. You know, so many people share uh, store contact information right in their cell phone that the business card really serves no purpose anymore. Yeah, because it's like I take a picture of the business card and then I hand it back to you like I don't need it anymore. But maybe on the back of the business card, you put a little lead magnet. You know, maybe it's uh, three tips to shave 10 strokes off your game. Or maybe it's, uh, you know, 15 lead magnet ideas. Here's five of them. Get the other 10 over at my website. Something like that where the where the business card is actually something people want to hold on to. You know, maybe it's uh, uh, interview starter questions. Maybe you go to a lot of conferences and a lot of networking events and you're handing out your business card. So maybe the back of the business card has five conversation starters. So people will keep your business card in their pocket when they're at networking events because the back of your business card actually has something of value on it. So if you can figure out how to how to turn a business card into something of value, then people want it. And especially in Dean's case, if he has three tips to shave 10 strokes off your game and leaves that at uh, golf courses, then all of a sudden people have a reason to take the business card because it helps them. And they have the information for the podcast. Yeah, because otherwise what happens is the business card ends up in a giant pile like <laughs> the one I'm showing on my desk. And eventually on the day that I go, I really need to clean my desk. I will sift through these very quickly, maybe pick out one that I want to follow up with and the rest go in the, the trash. So uh, that's a great idea. Make yeah, here, Here's what mine look like. They're all kind of bunched up in here. <laughs> So Dean's battery may have gone dead. When I think about it, he was on his phone. So yeah, I bet that's what it was. Yeah. He, so he killed an hour of his time. Yeah. So. He is back. So hey guys, I'm back. Yeah. I'm back again. We were just, we were just <laughs> wrapping were, up. We were, we were well, saying you were, you were getting into some great stuff. That one magic question. How do I get the, the downloads faster, quicker? Yeah. So, uh, I ran out of power on my cell phone. That's I, what I, I said. I said, anybody ran out of, uh, <laughs> Ran out of battery. Yeah. So we were just saying, uh, you know, check out Dean at the senior golfer advisor.com. Eric, where can people find you? Find me over at uh, podcasttalentcoach.com. All my good stuff is right there. And Dave, how about you? You can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. In the future on this show, you're going to hear us review things like the AP Professor, Tactical Breakdown, uh, Her STEM Story, and others. If you would like to get your podcast reviewed, simply go out to podcastreviewshow.com slash review me. And uh, Dean's got the chair warm for you. And uh, you can sit right there and uh, we'll help you again, figure out what you're doing right so you can do more of that. And those things that maybe just a little need a little bit of shining will help you spotlight those as well. So thanks for listening. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Podcast Review Show. Thanks for tuning into our show. If you'd like to get reviewed, go to podcastreviewshow.com slash review me. Want to give us a review? Go to podcastreviewshow.com slash iTunes. Links to today's podcast, along with ways for you to connect with us, can be found at our website at podcastreviewshow.com. Looking for an in-depth review? Need some podcasting pointers? 
Sign up for a coaching session with Dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world one download at a time.